0: Thank you for joining me for the very first episode of Kicking It with Colette, and I'm your host, Colette. Now, I'm somewhat of a thinker, which really means I just talk to myself in my head all day. So I had an idea. Why not just record it and call it a podcast? So here we are. (laughs) Now, I promise you, I'm not I'm not crazy. I'm just I'm just creative. Okay, so stay with me. In this very first episode, I'll be talking about the hit musical and my personal favorite, Hamilton. So join me for that conversation. Spoiler alert, Hamilton dies at the end. (laughs) Alexandra Hamilton, just you wait, just you wait. (laughs) It's my Hamilton impression. So I've seen the musical Hamilton at least four times, and I also listen to the soundtrack like all the time. If you haven't seen it yet, it's on Disney Plus, and there will be spoilers in this podcast, so be aware of that. So I checked it out on Disney Plus. Shout out to my sister for letting me use her password. So Hamilton, I really liked it. Now, when I first started watching it, I got some really awesome advice from my best friend, and she said to watch it with the closed captioning. Best advice ever. And at first I was like, I don't want to watch with closed captioning. I really don't like closed captioning. I don't read that fast. And you're just like reading and watching, reading and watching and bouncing back and forth. And it just feels like work. And it's like, no, I just want to watch the musical. So I turned it on without the closed captioning. And about 10 minutes in, I was completely lost and i was like oh no i need i need closed caption now at first i didn't put on the closed caption not because i was being rebellious but i didn't i didn't know how i didn't know how to do the closed caption on the roku in disney plus okay confession time i'm really not great with technology me and technology have sort of a mixed relationship So I had to call her (laughs) so she can tell me how to put on closed caption. So after I did, everything made so much more sense. And it really wasn't bad reading and, you know, watching. So if you haven't seen it, do it with closed captioning first and then watch it a second time where you can just watch the interactions on stage and the dancing and all that fun stuff. Because that's really great also. Like, one of my favorite parts is this guy, he does the dance with a book. Yes, with a book. He's, like, center stage, like, spinning it around. Makes me think of one of those, like, sign spinners. But every time I watch it, I'm like, yes, come through with the book dance. Yes, book dance man. (laughs) It's the little things that just really catch my attention. But that was one of my favorite parts. And um, I'm not sure. Because I didn't go back and check the cast list. But I'm pretty sure Book Dance Man and Philip Schuyler are the same person. Now, that's another thing. In this musical, several actors play two different characters. So, don't attempt to adjust your television, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, those two characters do have the same face. So, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Book Dance Man is Philip Schuyler. Now, Philip Schuyler, he's a Schuyler Sisters. It's the Schuyler Sisters. Work! (laughs) Their father. Now, he doesn't have like any lines or anything. He's only like pantomiming in the background with Alexander when it's time for them to like get married. Oops, spoiler. You know, right after, helpless. Yeah, but anywho, yes, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed Book Dance Man. So, next time you watch Hamilton or the first time you watch Hamilton, watch out for Book Dance Man. Can we talk about the cast of Hamilton? Now, the obvious thing is that Hamilton takes place in like Revolutionary War times where, you know, it's like colonial with pilgrims and white wigs and white people in buckles on their shoes. And you know what? I might be mixing up time periods. But you know what I mean? It's mostly white people. We can all agree on that. And Hamilton is all black and brown, which is so cool. It's like the the cast of Hamilton looks like America. It's not dope. Like I think it's so neat that like the cast of America, um, the cast of Hamilton looks like America is now, which is so neat. Speaking of um, George Washington, like, am I the only one that thought George Washington was handsome? He was like singing. He's like the manly, rugged type handsome. But yeah, he had could sing too. I was like, hello, founding father. Like, let me let me find out you smell good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That man is fully married, and I'm pretty sure he has kids, so calm down. But, yeah, the whole cast of Hamilton looks like America. And it's neat because each character had their own style of rapping, singing, or whatever, but yet it all came together and produced a beautiful story. And, like, that's how America is now. Like, we can all be different and still come together and produce something beautiful. It's interesting that the whole story was told from the perspective of Aaron Burr. Now, I didn't know anything about Aaron Burr until this musical, assuming all the facts are right. They may not be, but I choose to live in my little fantasy world of Disney Plus and we're going to leave it there. But yeah, before this, I had, the only thing I knew about Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton was that Burr shot Hamilton. That was it. I didn't even know Hamilton's role in any of this. I didn't even know that Burr and Hamilton were like co-workers, f- semi-friends, colleagues. They were like frenemies. B- there it is. Burr and Hamilton were frenemies. <laughs> they were the first frenemies. See, we all thought it was like, you know, Nicole Richie and was it Paris Hilton? Whoever, flashback. That were frenemies? No. Au contraire, mon frère. Aaron Burr. And Alexander Hamilton, the first frenemies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's funny because, like, it's like halfway through the play when before Alexander finds out that Burr doesn't like him, <laughs> which I think is funny because Burr is like in a secret competition with Alexander. And Alexander's like, "Bro, I thought we was friends until he like ran against his father-in-law for Congress and took his seat. And Burr was like, you know, I'm just out here trying to make mine, but whatever so it's I think that's funny you know he's a a friend of me he had a secret competition have you ever been in like secret competition with somebody or like somebody have a secret competition with you that's pretty to me that's funny and it makes me think of like all these people that go on social media and they're like you know forget the haters and blah 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 and they're talking about their haters and all kinds of dumb stuff and it's like ah forget the haters I'm out here getting money and I'm out here grinding and doing mine no you're not you are not if you have time to be posting and worried about haters you're not as focused as you should be okay cuz real people that are like legit on their grind they don't they don't know they have haters they are too busy focusing with their eye on the gold they're too busy focusing to even notice that somebody is on the sideline looking sad hm so if you got time to post about your haters uh, you know might want to consider your hustle <laughs> makes me think of that song I don't know that rapper's name, but he has that song. It's kind of a little bit dated, but that's okay. We're going to run with it anyway. And he's like, I don't F with you, yo, stupid, blah, 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 beep, beep, beep. I don't curse because, you know, I try to keep it holy. But yeah, that song is hilarious to me because you don't F with somebody so hard that you had to make a song about it. Like, eh, big contradictory. Is that not funny to anybody else? Like for me. And talk to people I don't like let alone write a song about it and then take the time to go to the studio to record it like he could have been doing so much so many other things that day he could have he probably missed out on a pickup game with his boys you know he could have wrote a better song he could have been doing all these other things and they're like hey man you know come with us and do this this and that and the third and he's like nah man I gotta go to the studio and record this song about somebody I don't like what like that? Does that? That's just that's just crazy to me. So you don't f with them so hard that she went all the way to the studio, went all the way into the booth, put a whole set of headphones on, stood there mic check, yeah yeah yeah, but that sounds good. Turn me off my headphones, yeah okay cool. Then that whole charade, bo- bobbing your head, waiting for the beat, you know, giving your man hand signals through the window. I've never been in the studio. This is just my imagination. Just to say how much you don't f with somebody, <laughs> that is ridiculous. Anywho, speaking of secret competitions, I've actually had a secret competition moment happen in my life. is <laughs> pretty funny. I was actually in high school. Now, like when I was in high school, I used to eat a lot, like a lot, a lot. Now I'm basically a petite woman. Uh, but yeah, I used to when I was in high school. I was an athlete, so I I, I did I, I I ate a lot, like clean plate club. You know, go to a restaurant, smash all three courses, whatever. Now I'm still a member of the clean plate club, except for I just learned to use smaller plates because you know what I'm saying my metabolism ain't set up the way it used to. Um, so we had to had to adjust. But anywho, so I'm out with some friends and we were going to a football game, I think afterwards. So we went to go get something to eat. Now, this is one of the few times that I was allowed to like do things before or after a football game. So we go out to eat, right? And we're either at like Chili's or Friday's or someplace, someplace like that. And I order like some sort of meal platter. It's one of those Meals or yeah, menu items where it's like several different things, like yeah, a little bit of ribs, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, several different things on your plate. Right. And my friend, she orders the same thing. Now, it's four of us. no, one other friend, she orders the same thing. So we're eating, we're chatting, you know, doing our thing, blah, 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 blah. Then all of a sudden she goes, oh, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. Like, what did you what did you talk? What are you talking about? Do what? She was trying to eat more than me. And I'm over here just enjoying my meal and she's trying to eat more than me. and ends up being stuffed like she ended up with a stomach ache instead of going to the game like we went back home because she had a stomach ache. <laughs> so, um, yeah, don't be don't be in secret competitions with people. That's the moral of the story or you will end up with a stomach ache or end up in a duel in New Jersey. And then you'll be the villain in somebody's story. Hmm. Which is another point. As I'm watching the musical, I didn't consider Aaron Burr to be the villain. Like, yeah, he was definitely an antagonist. But I didn't think of him as a villain. Now, before, before I watched the musical and all I knew was Burr shot Hamilton, I thought he was a villain. I thought he was like some random dude like John Wilkes Booth. Isn't that? Is that that's the guy that shot Lincoln, right? Isn't that it? I, I'm I'm not sure, but I thought he was just like you know some random like villain vigilante, you know, down with independence. <laughs> like I don't know who I thought he was. Actually, I never even never thought of it, never even considered it. But uh, yeah, so he talks about being a villain in the story, and as the play progresses, I was thinking I didn't uh, he didn't feel like it didn't feel like a villain to me. But then after I watched it another like maybe third time or so, I thought about it and I said, you know, I think Aaron Burr made himself the villain. Because of this whole secret competition thing. Uh there were I I feel like Aaron Burr made himself the villain because he was so trying to outdo Hamilton instead of just doing his own thing. And then he just got so built up with angst and anger and Playing defense, you know, all that. If you don't play some offense, it will just build up inside of you. And I think that's what happened to Aaron Burr, sir. So don't let that happen. And then you, and you'll just end up, you know, shooting somebody in New Jersey. Everything's legal in New Jersey. Is that true? Is everything legal in New Jersey? I have no idea. I'm, I'm a Southern girl, so I only know what they tell me on TV. Which I'm hearing rumors that TV's not accurate. I don't know. We'll see. So back to Hamilton. (laughs) So Hamilton didn't even know that Burr was like in his secret competition. Uh, And I think it's interesting also that, um, and I found the difference, the real difference between Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. sir. Burr was playing defense and Hamilton was playing offense. All right, so rock with me. Go with me here so burr was like hamilton doesn't hesitate he exhibits no restraint he takes and he takes and he takes and he talks about in the beginning of the song oh that's my favorite song by the way wait for it wait for it okay sidebar if i'm ever on so you think you can dance and i'm about to get eliminated and i have to dance for my life i'm totally gonna dance to wait for it because that song is so dope wait for it wait for it especially at the end when uh you're rocking with the beat and you think they're about to say, wait for it, and, but it's a pause. And then they say, wait for it. It's like they make you wait for it. Uh, I see what you did there, Lynn wenwell Well played, sir. Well played. So, anyway, yo, back to offense and defense. So, Burr is playing defense because he says all he has is a legacy to protect. And Hamilton has nothing. So, he's out there trying to score points. So, That makes me think of like, uh, oh, that other line, immigrants, we get the job done. Okay, we get immigrants in this country, right? And they were able to start businesses, open stores, open nail salons, open hotels, gas stations, all the restaurants, all these businesses to uh, like start something for their family, establish wealth. And then you've got other people that are just like, immigrants are taking our jobs. Uh, immigrants, this bah, affirmative action. And they're just all mad and grumpy because they're too busy playing defense instead of playing offense. It's like they're too busy trying to defend some land that their ancestors stole. I mean, who said that? But the point is, they're not continuing to pursue things the game is always going on you know the game of life is constantly rolling you know when even after you pass away it's constantly rolling then and then your children and your children and their children okay focus okay so and then your children you'll pick up the ball and keep rolling and so when people get mad about that you know immigrants or whatever it's like the game is going stop playing defense and go score some points Okay, think of it this way. If we're playing basketball, right, and I knock down a three pointer, three points does not come off of your score. Three points gets added to my score. That's how this works. Nobody's taking anything from you. (laughs) There is room for everyone. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. That's that's exactly what Aaron Burr, sir, says at the end of the play. He realizes that there was room for both him and Hamilton. I don't remember what that line is. I would totally sing it, but I can't remember it. So you just gonna have to go watch it. Just go watch it. Educate yourself. Watch watch the musical. But yeah, there was room for it there's room for everybody. You don't have to be, you know, getting upset and trying to sabotage folk. Focus on your game. And stay out of the studio making dumb songs. Who said that? Ah. Another thing about this offense and defense, with Alexander Hamilton, he never stopped when he was ahead. Man, this man is nonstop. Gentlemen of the jury. Something, something, something. I don't know the rest of it. Y'all yeah, thought that was part was funny, too. When he talks for six hours in front of Congress, and the guy was like, bright young man. Yo, who the F is this? <laughs> that would have been me. I would have been like, yo, who is this? Why are we letting this happen? Not because it wasn't good, but man, no, nobody should be talking for six hours. That's a problem. This man is nonstop. Oh, speaking of nonstop, Hamilton wrote fifty-one essays. Like that's crazy, and it's funny with the campaigning. Okay, Burr talked about you know he people were like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. Like I I could grab a beer with him. He Burr had no stances, no platform at all, and I feel like that's where we went wrong with America. You know, we not worried about what he stands for, what he doesn't stand for. Nobody asks how many papers he wrote. We don't know if he can if he can even read papers like we don't care. He just seems like a nice guy. Yeah, we'll vote for that person. (laughs) Yeah, we're making America great from the beginning. Anywho. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Another thing about Aaron Burr, sir, he was like the original politician. Like he was out openly campaigning, passing out flyers. Tell your husbands vote for Burr. Which was another crazy part. I was like, oh my gosh. He said, tell your husbands vote vote for Burr. <gasps> women can't vote yet. <laughs> I totally forgot. In the midst of this hip hoppery, I forgot this was still revolutionary times and things were different. And I also thought it was funny that he assumed that the women were married. Some of us are super single. But anywho, I. I digress. Tell him a business. <laughs> but yeah, so he's campaigning. And then everybody else is like, you know, that's weird. Like nobody appreciates his campaigning. But now it's totally a way of life. Like what is politics without terrible TV ads? But yeah, and uh, what's his name? Thomas Jefferson's coming home. Thomas Jefferson's coming home. And Jefferson was like, bro, you outwardly campaigned against me. You think I want you on my team? <laughs> Like, <laughs> that was pretty funny too. Like, Thomas Jefferson's character was hilarious. Like, shout out to David. I don't know his last name, but Lafayette and Jefferson were, were two great characters. I thought he did an awesome job with that. Some more thoughts on Aaron Burr, sir. Actually, scratch that. Not Aaron Burr, Leslie Odom Jr. Can we talk about that voice? I mean, that brother can sing. I was like, you better serenade that empty chair. Had me want to change my name to Theodosia, writing you letters every day. (laughs) I do live in Georgia, so, you know, got to keep these colonies in line down here. But now, for real, there were a lot of talented vocalists in the cast of Hamilton. My top three, now this is just my top three, in my opinion. Leslie Odom Jr., obviously. uh, Eliza, well, played by Philippa Sue. And Angelica, played by Renee Elise Goldsberry. Those three, in my opinion, had the best voices. Honorable mention, though, to the king. <laughs> the king, Don't even get me started on the king. The king was absolutely hilarious. Another word of advice don't watch hamilton and then watch another musical immediately afterwards because you will be disappointed like the vocalists in hamilton set the bar so high that when you watch something else you're just like meh just wasn't feeling it (laughs) just ask me how i know okay another confession alert i actually had to re-record that previous segment because i had my man's name wrong I was calling him Lee Odom Jr. and it's Leslie Odom Jr. I realized it as I was playing it back. Thank God for the playback. So this time I Googled it to make sure I had his name right. And I Googled the other two characters, Eliza and Angelica. I Googled their real names too, so I can give them their proper recognition. But in my Googling of Leslie Odom Jr., I saw an article about his wife. And guess what his wife's name is? Wait for it, wait for it. Colette <laughs> okay well actually it's Nicolette but Nicolette is just the not so short short version of Colette anyway so Leslie Odom Jr's wife's name is Colette how cool is that like I can't even write this stuff so whew, as my brother would say that's crazy baby <laughs> well the good thing is now I don't have to change my name to Theod- Theodosia whew, glad I dodged that bullet actually Angelica Schuyler was my favorite character in the whole scenario. Like Angelica was like that woman. Like she made me think of like a Proverbs thirty one woman, revolutionary times version of a Proverbs thirty one woman, because she was in the town. I'm looking for mine at work. Work. She's looking for people with thoughts and ideas. Like she's not just at home tightening her corset. Like Home Girl was in the streets. Like she was involved she had plans to influence Thomas Jefferson you know to include women in the sequel work (laughs) but yeah she was also loving like she was so loving that she set her feelings for Alexander aside for her sister and that's I was like wow that's that's really awesome thankfully me and my sister don't have the same taste in men so that is not a problem (laughs) I, I feel like she would have been like an entrepreneur like she she was I like, had entrepreneurial tendencies to me like in another time period Angelica Skyler would have been a boss uh, which is awesome another one of my favorite parts involving Angelica is when she sings the song satisfied okay right next to wait for it is satisfied in my book of songs that I liked from the movie and she, not only she, did she display her beautiful voice and her range, like Homegirl can rap. And she was going at it, like rapping fast too. I was like, put her in the booth with Twister and see what happens. Y'all remember? Am I showing my age? Twister is, y'all know who that is? Am I? Anywho. But yeah, I, I loved it. And I really liked that song. And not only that, I liked the connection that she had with Alexander, like immediately. You know? The conversation lasted two minutes maybe three minutes, you know, finding someone you can match wits with. I was like, yes, that is what I want. Like, that is what I'm looking for in a partner, like somebody to match wits with, because that's that's a connection that you can't, you know, I have yet to find. And uh, it makes me think of that song. Get Lucky. With uh, Pharrell and Daft Punk. We stay all night to get lucky. We've come to far. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the words. But y'all know the song I'm talking about. So I heard an interview with Pharrell a while ago. When he's talking about that song, Get Lucky. And he's explaining what it means. Now, he said it's not, you know, just about a one night stand. Um, it's little more than that. I mean, he could have been putting on for this interview. But for the sake of my podcast, we are not talking about one night stands. And he talks about it's you get lucky when you go out to the club or you out dancing and you find that one like dance partner and you just connect and you have like a really good time all night. Now, that has happened to me. Um, so a couple years ago. Well, it's been more than a couple years ago. It's been some years ago. I was at a salsa club. I used to be friends with a bunch of Puerto Ricans at my job. Like <laughs> shout, out to Port- shout out to Puerto Ricans. If you don't have a Puerto Rican in your life, you are so missing out on all the fun. So, anywho, we go to this salsa club, and I'm dancing with this guy, and his name is Carlos, I think. Pretty sure it was Carlos, and uh, I can't remember who he was from. I think he was from Colombia. I think it's been a minute, but we had a really great time. Like we just danced all night. We salsa dance. We danced just to be silly. We just had fun. But unfortunately, he didn't really speak English and I didn't speak enough Spanish. So we did not we there was no need to stay in contact. We can't really stay in contact, but it was fun. And uh, so the whole get lucky thing, I get you. I, I feel you for real. So I'm I'm looking for that. You know, I'm looking for somebody to, to match wits with. You know, like she said, it's like Ben Franklin with a key in a kite. You see it right? Bars. That's such a dope line. You remember Ben Franklin, key in the kite, electricity. It's electric. Dun, 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 dun. It's electric. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, yes, that's the kind of connection I'm looking for. Electric out here. You know what I'm saying? So and I believe I believe it's possible. I know I'm super single now, but I I believe it's possible. So, you know, maybe you're listening now. Maybe if you you're my Ben Franklin, you listening now? If so, I got a key in the kite All right. <laughs> So those are just some of my thoughts on Hamilton. So um, thanks for kicking it with me. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Stick around for my next episode where I talk about my new hobby. Yeah, I picked up a new hobby during these Rona days. Maybe you did too. Thanks for kicking it with me. Bye-bye.